0: the t gene holds the blueprints for we'll call it the kitty t gene because we have a c t and g and those are not the same this is it's not the, the same t gene yeah no so the kitty t gene
1: <laughs> the kitty t <tea. laughs> the kitty t we we why walked, are we this way we walked into this podcast we sat down we're like this is going to be a simple one it's just about yeah. cheetahs like <laughs> we're going to knock this out no no funny business <gasps> i'm like i'm not going to talk like it's no big deal here we are here we are
0: Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. Yay. Josh is under the weather today. I am
1: sick. He, uh,
0: he just got his voice back, so we're going to not barely. have him- yeah, Barely. Yeah, barely. Uh, so we're not going to have him do a whole lot of talking today, but-
1: yeah. I'm just here for the- Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. That's all I'm doing today.
0: <laughs> and reading jokes, of course.
1: Well, yeah, I got to read it. at least one knock-knock joke, so- Buckle up for that nasally mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: That's rough. Yeah. But uh, it's been good. We've had good weeks. We're not going to tell you about our lives this week. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, because, we're getting, we're you getting know, right into it. Because some of you guys complained about us talking about ourselves, but it's fine.
1: I will say, sorry, I said I wasn't going to talk that much. I, apologies. But there was a lot of comments on the episode where we said that. Oh, really? That said they appreciated the oh the really updates yeah. oh
0: i'm glad because i feel like they don't get them a lot on youtube they don't no. really see us and our personalities on a day-to-day and what no. we experience yeah ray's coming back ray's coming <laughs> back Side note. (laughs) I hope Ray's coming back. Ray's coming back for a video that we're filming. If you don't Um, know
1: who Ray is, that's Grace's dog.
0: Yes. And if you would like to meet Ray and get to know Ray, watch the Ray robot video. She programmed, I programmed a robot. She learned how to push a button.
1: To control it. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was pretty awesome. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) let's jump into these ratings and reviews. So I'm going to read one about a old podcast. Uh, They said Ghosts and Spirits. And this was by Dan Dan Mann. Go Dan Dan Man.
1: Dan Dan Man.
0: (laughs) Dan Dan Man 92790. This is my favorite episode so far. Love science, but also believe in the paranormal slash supernatural like ghosts and spirits. I've had experiences that I cannot explain scientifically. Mm, we all have. I feel that. Yeah. I love how this episode didn't try to debunk the vitality of ghost sightings. Just gives a scientific spin on what might be happening. Mm, that's what we try to do here. Nice. <laughs> a scientific spin. I always heard that ghosts don't interact with the living and they're just a visual imprint of a deceased person or animal Ooh, i've never heard that have you i haven't that's interesting that is interesting yeah Look, teaching me something new today dan dan man
1: go dan dan man
0: think of a ghost as being like a certain scene from a movie being played over and over again spirits on the other hand actually do interact with the living Oh, thank you for the deciphering here. That is very helpful. Yeah. You don't always see spirits, but you'll just know if one is around, i.e. a sudden drop in temperature or a weird vibe that you're being watched. I would love for you guys to do more episodes on the paranormal and supernatural phenomena. Wow. That was super insightful. What a review. Dan Dan Man.
1: Dan Dan Man. If you
0: really want to listen to that podcast, I highly recommend it. It was one of my favorites. It's a good one. It was just really fun because we, we did the science thing, but we also just talked about
1: ghosts yeah spookies
0: the spooky spirits yeah so thanks dan dan man and thank you for educating us i learned something new today about ghosts and spirits and the difference between them so thank you dan
1: dan man you should start your own ghost podcast sounds like you have some knowledge
0: yeah so a lot of you have been dropping on apple Podcasts different podcast ideas and topics keep those coming because we are curating a episode that is going to be all about those different topics so keep them coming if you want to be featured in a literal specific podcast like you are going to have a whole chunk in segment dedicated to you
1: all right i have a short review so (laughs) i didn't have to talk that much but it is from E. e hizzle e hizzle says i love your podcast my name is leland i am 12 years old and here's a knock knock joke knock knock who's there ash ash who bless you dude I needed that right you now you did <laughs> i did not even i didn't read that ahead of time that was so fitting for me that was
0: so good i have
1: sneezed so much in the last really? like 48 hours the
0: worst part is you're sick and it's allergy season
1: it's the worst you are
0: getting double whammy i am dying you need to go get a lymphatic massage maybe i can do a podcast on that i just got one lymphatic it was wild massage. yeah lymphatic massage
1: that sounds interesting
0: it was very interesting did maybe it it'll be a part pod- yes oh. it was wild
1: well thank you leland thanks leland that was a great knock knock joke very fitting i needed a good bless you uh do you feel blessed i do actually good
0: leland blessed (laughs) you
1: (laughs) uh if you want your review read jump over to apple podcast and and leave it there and we'll get to it that was awesome yeah good ratings and reviews good ratings and reviews good
0: energy good vibes
1: yeah all right let's get into it i'm gonna stop talking so much
0: okay today we're chatting about why cheetahs have spots nice have you, I, I mean, I look at them and I'm like, why do you have spots? You're in the savanna. Like you're in, gra- like you, I feel like them having spots doesn't allow them to blend in.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make sense.
0: No, not really. And actually this is pretty wild. So buckle up because there's different types of cheetahs oh. that are starting to evolve to have stripes.
1: Striped cheetah.
0: Striped cheetahs instead of cheetah spots. No way. Yes, it oh
1: is. My wild. What are people going to make pants out of? <laughs>
0: Outdated cheetahs. Outdated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you look at a tabby pattern on a house cat, it's not difficult to see that their coats are similar in color and pattern to those of cheetahs and tigers and lions and be- I'm just kidding on lions the lions and bears, and bears. And bears oh but my. like, you know, <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. So according to this professor, guy, homie from Stanford University, we trust them because they go to Stanford. It's Stanford.
1: Yeah. It's it's a big name.
0: This suggests the pattern creating process is shared by all cat species but also can be tweaked to make different pattern types. Oh. So, all cats, wild or domestic, are born with their particular pattern, which may be due to an establishing process that is only active during the early development. Huh. So, you basically have a wild cheetah in your home if you have a cat.
1: That makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> it
0: makes perfect sense, yeah, right? Some
1: people's cats are the worst.
0: Are they? Oh, yeah. I had a cat. I, I was not very kind to my cat growing up. Its name was Shigua. It means watermelon Shiga. head in Chinese. Watermelon head. Yeah. It was also a cartoon on PBS. It was like my favorite at the time. Uh, we've talked about this. I yes, think. we have. Yeah. And every time no one remembers this cartoon, maybe I just unlock something in someone's brain. But there were Siamese cats and they wrote with their tails in Chinese.
1: Is it like a white and black cat? Mm-hmm. I think my wife had a cat named Shigua. <laughs> what? This is unlocking. I think we. I think her and I talked about this. I don't think you and I talked about this at you all. You
0: and I have talked about this. Oh my
1: gosh. What's up <laughs> with everyone around me having Shigua?
2: Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
0: So your wife and I watched the same show growing up. You guys watched the same
1: (laughs) entertainment growing up and named a cat the same name.
0: Okay, so I had Shigua. Shigua. Shigua was a different cat on the show. She was a little white cat. Okay. Shigua means watermelon in Chinese. I don't know where I got watermelon head, but Shigua means watermelon in Chinese. Anyway, back to...
1: Back to cheetahs.
0: Yeah, the cheetahs. Yeah. So in this early development, when this particular pattern is forming, when this process is shut off, the pattern is fixed. So as the surface area of the cat increases, the markings expand, but no additional spots or stripes are added. However, very little is known about how these markings are formed and controlled. Interesting. Isn't that so crazy? I just think it's wild that they have these markings on them and it just like stops. And then from there, like, that's just what they look like. They're just locked in. Yeah, they're locked in. Like, very yeah. different from humans where we grow and change. And, yeah. like, our bodies are constantly changing. Well,
1: in dogs, too, I feel like. Dogs' Yeah, coats can, like, if they have spots, they can mm-hmm. change.
0: Yeah, and they get bigger and smaller. Yeah. So, in the 1950s, British computer scientist Alan Turing.
1: Oh, shout out to Turing.
0: Thank you, Alan Turing. How do you say that in a British accent? Turing there it is, (laughs) suggested that periodic patterns in nature result from self-organizing processes called reaction diffusion, which is determined by the interaction of two diffusible substrates. So our homie from Sanford and his colleagues searched the genome of feral cats in Northern California and determined the same genes that produce the cheetah spots also control the pattern on small house cats.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So they're the same genes
0: yeah my question is is like why stripes why spots why right, like yeah. why that thing yeah. and i guess it all when i think about it it makes me go back to early biology like early high school biology middle school biology classes where oh i forget what it's called but basically the example they always use is saying in an ecosystem in an environment say there's like a bunch of fox but there's not a lot of rabbits in the area so the fox will die off but then the rabbits will like make more like there'll be way more rabbits because not as many of them are being hunted but then like the fox population will then increase because it can eat more and then like so it's like always fluctuating go back and forth yeah so for me it's one of those things that i think about like with cheetahs maybe at one point they did have stripes maybe they didn't maybe they had spots and like those got killed off and so this was just what was left for them to reproduce
1: with that makes sense yeah that's how we learned all about in like high school biology or some crap about yeah mice the Got stuck on, like, a plateau, and then their colors changed because huh. they were there, but they were the same mice as something on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah.
0: So, But they, like, had to adapt so they weren't eaten by Yeah, all the... whatever was there. Yeah. Yeah. O'Brien and his colleagues contributed to the original sequencing of the domestic cat genome, which was completed in 2007. Let me know how we completed that so fast and like, the human genome we just completed in, like, 2020.
1: Yeah. I guess cats aren't that complicated, <laughs>
0: sure. besides being interesting from a basic science standpoint, O'Brien said the cat genetics may help researchers understand human diseases and genetic development.
1: The kitty pedigree
0: which who who dedicated their lives? To the kitty pedigree. The
1: pedigree. I guess
0: O'Brien and his colleagues in Stanford, homie. Sure. This allowed researchers to narrow down the genetic culprit to one region of the chromosome containing three large genes. They then sequenced the genome of the two batches of tabbies, which are cats, one with blotched coats and the other with a striped one and narrowed the culprit further to a gene called the TACPEP.
1: The TACPEP?
0: The TACPEP. TACPEP. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer to get to here, but th- I think it's kind of crazy that they had the two different types of cats—one with stripes, one with spots—and they were able to find the gene. The gene yeah. that it was. Yeah. I think what's really wild here are there are three separate mutations of this TACPEP gene. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's T A Q P E P. TACPEP. We're gonna call it the T gene.
1: The T gene. Yeah,
0: because I don't the TAC pep is We're just probably
1: a, not pronouncing it yeah either.
0: i'm sorry if you know what this gene is but in the domestic cats in another mutation in the same gene in the king cheetah can cause a tabby pattern to go from striped to splotchy and in cheetahs from spotty to striped the researchers found uh, this means the gene has mutated multiple times across kitty evolutionary history okay i think that's crazy yeah like cheetahs could be splotchy and then striped, and then over like, the
1: course of m- m- hundreds of years, yeah, yeah. Think
0: about seeing a striped cheetah, which we're gonna get into a little later. Okay, the cheetah called the king cheetah, which I mentioned just a second ago, right? The T gene holds the blueprints for th- we'll call it the kitty T gene because we have A, C, T, and G, and those are not the same. This is not, not the, the same, same tea tea gene, yeah, no. So the kitty T gene, <laughs> <laughs> the kitty T, the kitty T,
1: <laughs> we. We why walked, are we this way we walked into this podcast we sat down we're like this is gonna be a simple one it's just about yeah. cheetahs Like <laughs> we're gonna knock this out no no funny business i'm like i'm not gonna talk like it's no big deal here we are here we are
0: The T gene holds the blueprints for the molecule usually found on cell membranes and used for passing messages from outside the cell to inside the cell. A mutation of the gene causes color pattern changes by interfering with the deposition of pigment during development. Okay. So the T gene has this wonderful blueprint. Yeah. It's like the kitty will look this way nice and it's thank you found on the (laughs) cell membrane and it basically is the the person that is like you shall enter this castle or you may not enter this castle you
1: shall not pass you
0: shall not pass yeah Yeah. so it lets things come in and out and passes all the messages through for the
1: pigment yes for the
0: pigment because a mutation of this gene causes color pattern to change by interfering with the deposition of pigment during development so, they suspect this gene also has other functions, obviously. That can't just be its only job. That's not how this works. Yeah. It's not how the body works. That's you can't just have one job. Come on. Come on, man. So, membrane communication molecules are often associated with the immune system. So, now these genes are now in charge of color and immunity of these cats. Wow. The T gene.
1: Big. Big jobs. <laughs>
0: the fact that this coat color mutation occurred many times suggests that it may be doing something more useful for the cats than simply changing their spots and stripes. One possibility is that the genetic change influences immune function and that the coat color variations seen in cats are a side effect of that change.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: So there is this cheetah called the king cheetah. Oh. Oh. And it is a mutant form of the cheetah, oh, it is it was all it was literally considered its own like species for a little bit
1: a mutant cheetah,
0: yeah, it's a mutant cheetah, like
1: it's like an x men yeah cheetah. <laughs>
0: So the king cheetah is this mutant cheetah, and this may be from an abundance where the spots collided to create swirl patterns on the cheetah. I am not making this up. It is really rad if you look it up.
1: Swirl patterns?
0: Yes. Alternatively, it may be that cheetahs can also be striped as well as spotted, which is wild. The blotted tabby was one of the first pattern mutations in the domestic cat, so it would not be unusual to see this pattern mutation appearing in other cat species. It was originally believed to be a new species of cheetah or a cheetah slash leopard hybrid, but it's now believed to be a relatively recent mutation. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Relatively new mutation. It's a new. That thing. They're, yeah, that they're discovering. Weird. The identity of the king cheetah was not resolved until researchers noticed that some cheetah litters contained both striped individuals and spotted individuals. Shout out to that T gene. The KT gene. The KT. The darker pattern may give better camouflage. Here it is. Here is why cheetahs have spots. The darker patterns may give better camouflage in less open territory. And it has been suggested that evolution is allowing cheetahs to exploit new habitats oh yeah okay so they're not just living in the savannah anymore and the more i thought about it to me the stripe pattern makes more sense than the spotted pattern because if you're lying under a tree it's not necessarily spotted especially no. out there because the trees out there the leaves are kind of they're longer
1: yeah you're gonna right? have more streak streaky yes. shadows yeah. yeah
0: so that's why i think the, the stripes make more sense than cheetah spots
1: Yeah, at least like the stripes or like the splotchiness Mm -hmm. makes more sense than just like a perfect dot.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah, Uh, The King Cheetah, a cheetah with black stripes along its back and swirls and splotches instead of spots, was known to natives, but its existence has been poo-pooed by oh, poo-pooed. white hunters and settlers
1: oh well.
0: here we go we're going back in time here a little bit yeah it was first noted by westerners in zimbabwe in 1926 in 1927 the naturalist pocock declared it as a separate species pocock is a uh, you know a naturalist he's a homie that's a person yeah, yeah but reversed this decision in 1939 due to lack of evidence in 1928 a skin purchased by lord rothschild
1: isn't that like a massively wealthy family i mean he purchased the
0: skin so i'm gonna go with yes okay (laughs) was found to be intermediate in a pattern between the king cheetah and the spotted cheetah And Abel Chapman voiced the opinion that it was a color form of the spotted cheetah. So there have been 22 skins that have been collected between 1926 and 1974. Since 1927, king cheetahs were reported five further times. And those strangely marked skins have come from Africa, a live king cheetah was not photographed until 1974 in South Africa's Kruger National Park.
1: So people were just forming opinions based off the skin but they hadn't actually seen one Mm
0: -hmm. so they have like these two stripes down their back the king shida has like two stripes down their back yeah and then instead of it being like dots everywhere the dots all kind of like connect almost
1: they're all like splotchy dots yeah
0: it's like if you laid under a tree and like put your arm out or something and like you looked at your arm it it looks like that because they're not perfect dots they're it looks more like camouflage as if you're laying under a tree yeah with the leaves shadows projecting onto you
1: which begs to question if it is better camouflage then why aren't there more of them because that should i be agree evolutionarily yeah. like that should be
0: i think we will see more of them yeah come into
1: existence yes yeah.
0: as the other ones die out and these like breed more kind of thing
1: and people aren't killing them
0: yeah literally for science yeah <laughs> well so there's... what about zebras? This leads Dude, me... what about zebras? <laughs> are they black with white stripes? Are they white with black stripes? Well, that's
1: what you left off the last podcast it is. with.
0: And my question is, is why do they even have stripes? So there's actually three different theories. With zebras, the question is always like, why do they even have stripes in the first place? Scientists are still debating the exact origin and function of zebra stripes. Their recent efforts have focused more closely on three different possibilities. Protection from biting flies, thermoregulation, and the protection from predators. So first let's talk about fly biting. There was some research done earlier this year that shed new light uh, for this team that has been studying zebras I guess for a very long time. The zebra people. The zebra people. Yes, that's what we shall call them. Yeah. They observed horse flies around at zebras and horses. Uh, some horses had black and white striped coats placed on them. <laughs> I love that.
1: Oh, yeah. I-, I had heard that they were trying to figure out why cows had spots Uh and you know and yeah i'd heard that they had painted horses (laughs) with the same thing to try and like figure that out figure it out well
0: these guys thankfully got coats and not Paint on them, which is nice.
1: Maybe it was an old study. They did things differently. (laughs)
0: They did it way different back then. Yeah. So the horseflies hovered around zebras and horses in similar amounts, but there were far fewer flies that landed on the zebras or horses with striped coats on. The flies would try to land on the stripes, but then failed to decelerate as they normally would approaching a non striped surface, and they would bounce off. It looked as if they cannot recognize the black and white surface as a good landing spot
1: hilarious
0: have you seen the videos i haven't it's hilarious of yes they have like no slow-mo way. of them like bouncing off of the oh, <laughs> that's awesome it's great huh. so the team has been working with a lot of unpublished data which is kind of rude if you ask me because i want to see the stats yeah um but the video of the flies approaching different patterns and learn how the stripes mess up the flies landing so at princeton university another university that we trust
1: princeton <laughs> yeah
0: evolutionary biologist uh daniel
1: ruben rubenstein Stein.
0: sounds great yeah and his colleagues are tackling the question using fly vision in virtual reality
1: fly vision
0: they're trying to be virtual reality flies wow isn't that wild trying to land i don't know how that really works I but sure I, I feel like i could be a part of that that team you at got Princeton. fly vision yeah I, I can if you put some vr goggles on me
1: you have that about you i think yeah you got that like fly uh vibe <laughs>
0: i don't think that's a good thing i don't think it is either <laughs> one of the other things that they say is thermal regulation evaporating sweat removes lots of heat but evaporation must happen fast or else the sweat gets trapped and insulates the animal like a giant horse sauna
1: oh why is that the p- picture they painted <laughs> yeah, i have no idea okay
0: a quid have a protein called that's how you know you're in with the cool crowd is like the equids. Yeah,
1: that's like some slang. Yeah, like, right? The equids.
0: The aquids have a protein called latherin that helps spread sweat to hair tips. It increases the exposure to air and evaporation. So in June, the Cobbs reported in this journal of natural history that during the warmer hours of the day, black stripes on live zebras were consistently 12 to 15 degrees Celsius higher than the white stripes. They proposed that the steady temperature difference between black stripes would drive a mild turbulent air. They further discovered the hair on the black stripes erect during the early morning and noon, and these erect hairs could trap the heat in the cool morning and facilitate sweat evaporation at noon.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That was so intricate for hair.
1: They got like a whole AC system. Whole AC system built it's Crazy, in. yeah. Huh.
0: So that's one of the 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 things. That's and the, a theory. Yeah, that's one of the theories. And then the yeah. last one is for protection. So zebras spend most of their time in the open grasslands where their stripes are conspicuous, and little time in the woods where the stripes might camouflage them better. They also tend to run from threat rather than hide. And lions appear to have no trouble eating a lot of zebras. Yeah. So the question about why zebras have strikes and proven to be very difficult and that actually comes with very high risk. So Stephen Cobb, the person that's been like running these, the researcher. The, the, yeah, these theories, has been bitten in the arm and admitted to hos- being hospitalized twice because of this research.
1: Well, you know, you're getting in between a lion and its food. Like
0: Yeah. Like You gotta
1: watch out. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Despite the extra vigor of recent works, the answer remains inconclusive. So maybe stripes evolved to solve multiple problems, and they have been proven to protect zebras from biting flies, and it might yet be shown to be an important tool in a zebra's solution to overheating. So it's more for the zebra than it is for their actual protection.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, all of those uh those first two make way more sense than way more sense than any sort of camouflage yeah
0: there's no camouflage happening here for the zebras
1: they're not like on a traffic crosswalk (laughs) or something (laughs) like
0: it makes no sense to me i looked up a baby zebra and they're like brown
1: oh really yeah
0: oh it's really interesting and then they have these like white and black stripes they're really funky looking look up a baby zebra if you get the chance But yeah, that's all I have about cheetahs and zebras.
1: Cheetahs and zebras. And
0: their stripe patterns. They have
1: weird stripes.
0: Yeah, I do think for the cheetah, it is more of a like camouflage thing. Yeah. And then for the zebras, I don't think it is. I think it's more of
1: a body regulation
0: thing that they were talking about. Well,
1: and also, like I said, I had heard about them doing that same study for cows. Yeah. And that's totally like a fly thing. Oh, yeah. And probably temperature too. But Mm -hmm. um, I think they were specifically talking about keeping flies off of them for
0: sure it's wild let us know in the comments below what you guys think yeah is it for
1: <laughs> are you t- team flies team heat or team protection <laughs> team protection
0: <laughs> and if there's any other animals you want us to look into that have funky things about them let us know also
1: yeah we're secretly an animal podcast yeah
0: we love the animals They're big
1: super animal cool. people
0: big animal people yeah well that's all we got leave a rating and review for the pod yeah um, if you liked
1: it drop a rating and review
0: we'd super appreciate it definitely it'd be awesome I'm we,
1: hopefully i'm not sick in the next one i don't think you will be we'll see we're gonna
0: flood you with a bunch of vitamins and cool s- good stuff <laughs> cool it's gonna be great
1: all right well <laughs> what is the next do we have a teaser for the next
0: the next one is very similar to um oh. The ghosts
1: to the ghosts to
0: the ghosts and the supernatural.
1: oh
0: UFOs, baby!
1: Oh, let's go. We're talking
0: about UFOs. That's gonna be a good one. <laughs> I'm super stoked. We got a
1: lot of weird stuff. You're there. gonna
0: want to be here next week for yep. that
1: podcast.
2: Nice.
0: All right, bye, friends. Bye. Have a great week.
1: Bye.
2: Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit amazon.com slash hiring day. That's amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.